0: Hello, and welcome to Department 12 Podcast, where we talk about everything IO Psych. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Butina. Today, I'm joined by three guests. First up is Dr. Russell Matthews, professor of management at the University of Alabama. How are you today, Russell? I'm good, Ben. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Next up is Laura Pino, a doctoral candidate in IO Psych at Wayne State University, and a senior research science analyst for a consulting company. How's your day going so far, Laura?
1: Everything's great here. So excited to be here.
0: And finally, we have Hyun Ong, a PhD candidate in management at the University of Alabama, usually go by YH as I understand it. How are you today, YH? It's been really great today. Thank you very much. So congratulations to all three of you on the publication of your recent article in the Journal of Business and Psychology. It's called Normalizing the Use of Single-Item Measures, Validation of the Single-Item Compendium for Organizational Psychology. And I understand it was uh, all the rage at PSYOP, which just ended as we're recording this. Russell, you're the lead author on this paper. So let me start by asking
2: you, what got you interested in this topic to begin with? When I was still a grad student, actually, so that was a fair number of years ago. I was interning at IBM and I got the chance to redesign their exit survey. But my, my supervisor, who was also an IO psychologist, Tanya Delaney, She's like, you get one question for everything you want to ask about. I was like, what can't do that? And we'd go into all that whole shenanigans about you have to have multi-item measures and, and she was like, no, you, you get one item. So I had to wing it there. Cause there wasn't really great guidance at that point in time. Since then I did a paper with Gwen Fisher on single items. And then this is just the continuation of all that.
0: Laura, this seems like a massive effort. reading the paper. How many studies were involved in the paper and about how long did it take to create it?
1: We have five studies within our paper and this effort really started in 2020. So it's been a two-year continuous collaboration with White, Russell, and myself and truly have never been in person. And so Doing this work entirely online, collaborating via email and passing drafts back and forth and study designs for the past two years until now.
0: Wow. Uh, YH, there are, you know, many findings in the paper. Uh, What, in your opinion, is the single biggest takeaway? if you had to put it on a billboard.
3: There are really good evidence that single item measures can show really good reliabilities and constructive validities, uh, which are defined in, in the studies three and four. I'm very excited uh, about these findings because we were able to show that uh, single item measures are not inherently invali- uh, valid, invalid. Mm-hmm. So single item measures can be valid and reliable once they went through really a thorough skill development procedures. So I'm very excited about these findings.
0: I was also surprised and pleased uh, to see the findings in the paper. Russell, from an academic standpoint, what do you hope the impact of this paper is going to be?
2: I don't know what I hope my, the, the impact will be. What I hope is people don't walk away with the, the notion that we're advocating that anything and everything can be measured with a single item. And that is definitely not what we're trying to advocate here. But I guess on the academic side, what I'm hoping is more reviewers and more editors at journals will be more open to the idea of single items. So long as the researchers have demonstrated the need for or the utility of the single item and, and the validity of their item within their study. I think if you talk to to most academics who use single items, this is like a no-brainer and they're like, fantastic. Now I can have something to cite to support this. But I think what we tried to convey, again, from an academic standpoint, is just like with any multi-item measure, it's still incumbent on the, the research who wants to use the single item measure to show that it's a reliable and valid measure. And maybe now that there's this compendium of different single item measures, that'll help address some of those ongoing issues of measurement and that sort of stuff related to single items. Y.H., can you tell me what surprised you the most,
0: either about the findings of the the paper or about the process of writing it?
3: Both of them are really uh, good experiences for me, especially as a doctoral student, the experience that I have learned through the research process, including the data collection, writing and revision process rewarding experiences for me. And I'm very excited about the research too, because I believe that there may be a lot of future potential users of the single item measures, which can help address the theory practice gap by facilitating more use of the items in the survey among practitioners, because it's short and a more feasibility to use those shortened survey for the practical research. So I'm very happy about them.
0: So it sounds like if we're using single item assessment responsibly, we can create a survey that is shorter and potentially we can create a survey that measures more constructs than we would uh, otherwise. Is that
2: fair characterization, Russell? It's funny you say that because that's one of the, the driving things for me It's one of the things that I'm always worried about in a lot of the research because I'm, I'm an editor and a reviewer on a lot of different things is we see a lot of deficient Uh, models and like when people are testing things, I would argue a lot of the models are deficient, they don't measure everything that they could. And obviously there's practical reasons why you can't stick everything in a survey, but potentially with the use of some of these single item measures, as you were alluding to, we can start tapping into some other tangentially related. We can rule out some of my friends were in economics and they're really worried about robustness tests. Does, Does the effect still hold after controlling for X, Y, and Z? And I think there's some real utility here with that is making sure that we can measure some other stuff. And I'm going to self promote even more for a second. We just had a paper that's conditionally accepted where every construct in the paper is measured with a single item. Most of them coming from this, this actual assessment compendium. And it's a pretty complex model. It's longitudinal wherein we couldn't measure all these long items multiple times. So. I would agree with what you're saying for sure.
0: Switching gears a little bit to the actual writing of the paper, Laura, earlier in the interview, you mentioned that yourself, Russell and YH have never actually met face to face. So I'm just curious, how do you get started and figure out who's going to do what on a paper like this? How did that go?
1: Yes. So I suppose as a correction, Russell and I have met once in person, which was the impetus for our collaboration back at a work family researchers conference in Alabama, actually in March, but not with respect to this paper at that time. It wasn't a a collaboration at that point. And so when we decided to undertake this effort, we first started with this series of studies. And then when it became the writing process, I would say this is a true example of apprenticeship with Russell really leading both YH and I on what it means to write and design a very comprehensive test of this question that we had, which was, can we measure a series of constructs in organizational sciences using single items? And then how do we craft the most compelling narrative and series of studies to test that overarching question? And throughout the review process, there was an equal set of learning, being responsive to reviewers In a way that was, I'm learning from what they are saying and what is it that we are going to do to address those comments from a place of humility. So all of that Russell exemplified as I go into my future as an academic will bring with me forever. So Russell, I suppose this is an opportunity to say thank you truly for this opportunity and the excellence with which you write and you lead those that you collaborate with.
2: Well, Ben, I'm going to just butt in here real quick and say this paper would not have happened (laughs) without Laura and YH. I I have a tendency to go, oh, let's write something. This will be fun. And then the context with which they both brought and grounded this paper, the paper it is because of the two of them. It's fantastic.
0: And I'm going to include a link to this study as well as links for each of the authors. And I'd like to thank each of you for being on the show and sharing your paper with us. Thanks, Ben.
1: Thank you, Ben.
0: Thank you very much.